Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. Let's go to Romans 8:26. Now, you must uh, realize that God, when it comes to intercession, made by the Holy Ghost, all right? When it gets into Romans 8:26, this thing begins to look a little bit differently. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for, as we ought, but the Spirit, Holy Ghost, itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Wow. So we don't know how to pray as we ought. Say, I, I do, not do not know how, know how to, pray to pray as I ought. It's that simple. Now, when we did the thing with prayer and fasting way back, I touched into this, and we'll go into it hopefully a little deeper here this afternoon. But you understand if this is truth. Say, God's Word, God's word is, the is the truth. Let everything else, everything else be, a lie. be a lie. So being the truth that it is, then what we have to understand, the development of our spirit, the Holy Ghost, in prayer is of utmost importance. Because when you are praying in the spirit out from under the known language of which we are, then you are going to be praying in the will of God. Now let's get the first Corinthians first uh, Corinthians fourteen two. Now it says here, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Wow. For no one understands him, however, in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. All right. But the, but, the, but the thing of it, your mind, as I've taught you, is the biggest playground Satan's got. And, and if, in fact, Satan can get you, bless God, to be praying for all of these things that you ought not to be praying for, guess what? He knows you're not going to be effective at all in your intercession. Again, that's the reason why we have tried to get you to understand. Paul said, I hope we'll get to this here in a while. You should pray in your understanding and also in the Spirit. Now, what I do is I pray every day and I cover my family. Okay, at some point in time, not necessarily first off, but I, every day I pray for the family, the forgiveness of all the sins of the family. I pray that, bless God, that, uh, that, the, that the angels that are set around about us, in English now, bless God, that watch over and keep us, that nothing by any means is ever going to harm us all the days we walk the face of this earth in Yeshua's name. 
Okay? I pray that, bless God, that those angels, those holy angels that sit around us, me, my family, Donna and her family, bless God, those angels would deflect any sickness, any disease, any plagues, and any curses that would ever come near to our family. Okay? In Yeshua's name. Now then I go a step further and I say, And Lord, if there has been any sickness, disease, plagues, or curses, that somehow in all this, pretty well meaning some one of the family's sin, comes in and attaches themselves to one of our bodies, then let those things be cursed in the name of Yeshua, for by his stripes we are healed. Then I pray further. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. And I proclaim that Don and I and our children, our grandchildren, even our great-grandchildren, will walk this earth all the days of their life in peace and health and prosperity. Then I'll bind up Satan and the powers of darkness from what I just spoke. And then I begin to pray in the Spirit. Now, does God honor what I pray? Absolutely. Is that intercession? Yeah. Now I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Are you praying, prophet, about what you just prayed about? I don't know. Well, I'm not, I, I'm not, going to, I'm not praying in them their tongues. I like that part. Kentucky people, you, no, that's not. I'm going to get in trouble with the Kentucky people here real quick. No, uh, what you have to understand, you don't have to know. You shouldn't know. You shouldn't even want to know. I've had so many people say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get in an intercession because if I can't know who I'm interceding for, I, I'm just not. What kind of stupidity teaching is that idiot set under? Huh? That's not what this is about. So I begin to pray in the Spirit, in the Holy Ghost, and I pray. Now, praying for the family, that, that may take 10, 15 minutes, probably at the most. Now, in conjunction with that time of prayer, I'm liable to spend the next 45 minutes praying in the Spirit. Now, if there's anything that needs to be taken care of within the family... I feel assured because I went directly into the Spirit that, bless God, that it will be taken care of then. And I believe that to be truth. And at the same time, whatever there is that could be going on within the family that I know not of in my natural mind, but the Holy Ghost, we're dealing with that. So I'm covering bases. Thirdly, Bless God, it really doesn't make any difference because why? Because I'm interceding. It could be somebody on the other side of the world. It could be the people next door. It could be the people down the street. It could be you. But the key is that you do that. Now, if in fact you, you can discipline yourself about three times a day of that, you'll find that you'll gain much ground. Now, let's... let's uh, Let's say that, and I taught this with prayer, that you're, you're praying, 
and all of a sudden you have this terrible pain. Now, I think I used the, the back before we use it again. And you get this terrible pain in your back, and oh, my Lord. I always like to drag my leg a little when I get the back tangled. And if you can bump the arm, sympathy comes a lot more. You don't get much if you just walk around here like this, you know. No, no. So, what do I do? Go to the doctor? Huh? That's a choice. Well, you, you know, I, 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 I'm definitely going to pray. That's a good choice. There, there's a good one. But now let me tell you something. If you learn to intercede, you never have any pain. Well, wait a minute, my back hurt. No, it didn't. You are interceding. You are feeling an infirm spirit, all right, somewhere, and it makes no difference where, but here's the key. God wants that taken care of since you don't know who it is, and after you get past the whole thing that it's not you, then God can use you to heal somebody even on the other side of the world. And, folks, that's exactly the way this thing works. So here's what I'm saying. I would be very, 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 but that's a lot of varies, isn't it? Careful to think that God is going to let you feel anything infirm in a room with anybody else for a long, long time. But what I will tell you, that when you are in your prayer closet praying, and that doesn't have to be a closet, okay? You know, just the same. And you feel pain. I don't address that pain as your pain. Because as an intercessor, it'll lift anyway. Come on. So you see, even if you have the pain, you don't have the pain. It's somebody else. Now, if you're if you get your mindset toward that again, and I realize it's tough, but if you will start getting your mindset toward that, I'm going to tell you something, folks. You'll never be sick. Oh, oh, oh! Got this. Somebody, somebody got an ear problem somewhere around the world. Hey, shaki alabaha, and start praying. It'll leave. Why? You're interceding. Whether it be for you or it be for them. I hope you can get a hold of that. This is, this, this. I did tell you to put them Holy Ghost waiters on last night, though. Then. Okay. But that's the way it works. You will become very, very, very successful if you listen to what I'm telling you with prayer life. And you know something? Once you find out that you can do this, <laughs> Satan, you better, you better get yourself a rocket and get out of here. Because you'll put him to the run every time. You'll put him to the run every, every time. Now, let's go, if you will, over to... Uh, Luke 9, 1. Now, this, this is an interesting piece of Scripture here, okay? And, and it's interesting because God has within himself the desire, the yearning desire, if you will, for us. 
You know what God would like to see? He would like to see everybody in this room raise the dead in the name of His Holy Son, Yeshua. Well, he would like for you to do that. And everything else that needs to be done, did He not say, if you will ask, you will receive? Whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. Did he, isn't that what He said? Well, that must be a lie, folks. That, that piece of Scripture must have either been misquoted, mistranslated, or it's a lie. I don't know but one guy that can do that, and you're looking at him. The church can't do it. Wouldn't you like for your prayers to be answered? You know they're not. Not all of them. Very few of them, actually, if you kept count. What is it about? Wrong teaching, wrong believing. That's exactly what this thing's about. You have to remember something. God is on our side. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad he's on our side. Let's, uh, if you found 9-1 of Luke, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. Now, you know, uh, there is a difference between authority and power. And there is. And, and I, I think that most of us realize that we have the authority. I think what we don't understand is we don't have any power. I think, I think if you, you know, if you came down to it. I, I, I think that, that bless God, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a policeman, you know. As a policeman, and you see him in his uniform, there, you know, there, there's a, an authority there. But where's the power at? Well, and that, that, that gun that's in that holster on his side is the power. That's the, the, in other words, you see the authority, and if that isn't enough to keep you in line, then you can take out the gun, fart in the air two or three times. That usually helps get your attention. Okay? The Holy Ghost is, is the same way. You have been given the authority through the name of Yeshua, God's Holy Son, to bless God do anything that needs to be done. Okay? Now, with authority has to come what? Power. Where is the power? The power is the Holy Ghost. Okay? The power is the Holy Ghost. Paul said, I didn't come to you, you know, to demonstrate through all these wonderful, wonderful, smooth, beautiful words, I came to you the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. He had the authority because he had the name, just as you and I do of Yeshua. But he also knew something else. He had the power. Most of the church does not know they have the power. Well, well yeah, we, we know the Holy Ghost is by, Then use that. Use him. If you really knew that, you'd know how. Well, I wasn't taught. Aha. Uh -huh. Thereby is the answer, okay? Thereby is the answer. You haven't been taught how to use the Holy Ghost, the Rahakadesh. You've not been taught. You're going to be taught. But I'm going to tell you something. In order to get yourself into that place, okay, you're going to have to understand who you are in Christ and who he is as the third part of the Godhead in God. 
But you have to understand that. Brothers and sisters, with what we have been given, there is no reason in this world that there should be anybody, especially in this organization, that, bless God, that is not completely, since we're wrapped up, tied up in the Lord Yeshua, walking in holiness, come out of the sin in our lives, that's not turning every neighborhood you live in upside down for God. Think about this. Here you are. Well, if you live in a town or a city that's got a hospital, okay? So you, you, you come to the place where you realize you've got the sin out of your life, you're walking in holiness, okay? You know who you are, you have the, you have the power source, the Holy Ghost. And so you decide that you'll just trot on down to the hospital emergency room. That's a great place to practice. So you've been there more than once or twice. And so you get down there, and, and so, you're, you, you know, here comes somebody in, and they, they got some kind of a problem, and you start interceding in your natural. No, you don't. You start interceding for the Holy Ghost in tongues. And you pray. Now listen, I've talked about so far this weekend about a release. The key to intercession is knowing when to stop is the release. When you feel, now I'm going to use the word burden, and I can't even explain to you in, in our language what that really is. But when you feel something, when you feel, do you remember and understand sometimes when you're sitting here and all of a sudden the, the, the anointing surges and you feel it as so it runs from here and it begins, you, you know what I'm saying? Somebody say amen. amen. When you feel something coming up like it is going to lift up out of you, not this away, but this away, that is the burden lifting. And when that burden lifts, when that burden lifts, then you know that what you have sat there and interceded about has already happened. And what do you do then? Go over and jump on the gurney and Tell them to live in the name of Yeshua. Well, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. A young man called me one night about 11 o'clock, and he had a motorcycle accident, and uh, he thought he broke his back. He called, and they're right there in Mount Carmel, a guy I'd known deer hunted with for a number of years. And so anyway, he said, now he Catholic boy. And he called and wanted to know if I'd come pray. I said, boy, you must really be hurting. He said, how's that? And I said, well, you never called me to come pray about anything. Well, he said, I am hurting. I said, call the priest. He said, the priest can't do nothing about this. I said, yeah, you're right about that. So I go in. <laughs> I didn't have my priestly robe at the time, thank you. And so it takes us... Somewhere around 30, 35 minutes just to get him a distance from right about here into the car, my car. He was hurting that bad. And there was three of us trying to get him in. So we finally get him in the car. 
Now, we're probably 10 minutes from the hospital, maybe not even that far. So we start down the street, and I start praying in the Holy Ghost. And he said, what's that? I said, shut up. (laughs) And so I prayed. I felt the burden released from me. I reached over and slapped him on the head. No, not quite that hard. No sense breaking his head bone. Is there, where's Doc? There's not a head bone, is there? I guess doctor could tell me the same thing. Well, anyway, skull, I guess. And so anyway, we get him to get him in the mercy room, okay? Now they take again about that kind of length of time to get him into the emergency room. And so his wife was filling out the papers, you know, they all have to have papers filled out. So she's filling out all these papers. And so they decide to take him back into x-ray. And so, like I said, he had had a motorcycle wreck. And so I'm sitting out there, you know, something, you know they used to have chairs for the loved ones. Kind of sounded like a funeral home, but it wasn't. It was an emergency room. And so I figured I was a loved one. And so I'm sitting in the chair. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody talking like a truck driver. These doors come open, and here's my friend. Well, you can stick that up here. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> and so he come, he, and here he comes. He just, he said, let's go. Let's go home, preacher. I said, what's going on? That doctor... Now, this was an Indian doctor. You know, we, we either don't have any good American doctors anymore around Mount Carmel because they're all Indians. I mean, from the nation of India. And so he comes out, and that, which I'm very used to because I spent lots and lots of time in India, in that broken English thing that they do. And so uh, he said, please, please, he said, he cannot go home yet. I said, why can't he? I said, nothing wrong with him. But there is. He said, come see, come see. I called this guy by name. I said, sit down in my seat for the beloved right here. And I said, I'll be right back. I said, then I'll take you home. So I go in. He takes me back through these doors. He says, now I want you to see. And so he put this x-ray up. And sure enough, he had broken his back in three places. Three places, not just one, but three places. He said he cannot go home. He said his back is broken here, here, and here. I said, yeah, it certainly looks like it, but I said he don't act like it, does he? (laughs) Now, to imagine, I always like to be around people shorter than me because I'm the shortest person I probably know. Looking down at the little Indian fellow. I said, there don't seem to be anything wrong. But he said, there is. His back is broken in three places. I said, well, I said, just a minute. I said, come with me. So we go back out, and he's still sitting in one of the beloved seats. I said, "Uh, say, that x-ray in there is pretty interesting. I said, your your back, now I said was, I didn't say is, I said was broken in places. I said, now, I want you to go in there and let them x-ray you one more time. And this little Indian guy is going, yeah, yeah. Because what he tells me on the way out there, he said, I will be fired. 
He said, I'm, I'm an intern. And he said, if he leaves this hospital without being released, and I can't release him because of this x-ray, he said, I'll be fired. And so when I said they go, yes, yes. I said, well, you go back in there with the little guy. I called him the little guy. I said, you go back in there with the little guy. He wouldn't be about that much shorter than me, but he's still a little guy. And I said, let the little guy x-ray you again. And I said, then let's, let's look. So they go in. I sit down in the beloved seat. And after a while, here he comes out of the room, giving the old boy another cussing. He said, let's go home. And out behind him comes the Indian guy. Now, you know, they are brown-skinned people. But this brown-skinned Indian guy had turned as white as the whiteness to leave. He walked up and he said, uh, he said, I think uh, you're the only one that knows what's going on here. <laughs> And I said, yeah, you're probably right. He said, would you please come with me? So I went in there. He had the one up here that had the three broken places in his back. Now, he didn't have the other one up there. He said, Here's the, here is what's startling. He put it up there, and, of course, God had healed him. Give him a miracle. He looked at me, and he said, what could have happened here? I said, this is the power of the living God. This is all about his son, Yeshua, Jesus probably to you. And by the stripes that he bore upon the tree, healed everybody. He said, everybody? I said, everybody. He said, there'd be no need for emergency rooms if somebody like you was here. He said, there would be no need for doctors if somebody like you was here. I said, no, let me tell you something, friend. If we had a nation full of people like me, then there would be no need. Until we can bring a nation. Hello, Israel. Until we can bring Israel to this kind of a place. This is what we're going to have to have. But as we bring you to this kind of a place, people are going to find out. Listen, the development of the anointing is not anything that's going to happen overnight, as I've taught you, but it's going to happen. It won't, it won't be long until people will begin to understand who has been able to come into a deeper place of intercession and those that can't. Now, don't, that can't. don't judge those that haven't. There could be a number of reasons why. So don't, you know, don't, don't, well, they're not spiritual. No, don't, don't go there because you're, there. again, uh, I can cast that demon out of you too. Just work at this thing. Now listen, as being part of a whole. As being this little finger here, Okay. I may be the little toe way over here, but the body needs the fingers, the toes, the legs, huh? the arms, the ears, the nose, thank God the mouth. Okay? 
We all supply. We all have a part to play for the body to work perfectly. Now, until we can bring you to the place where you have become that finger, that toe, that arm, that elbow, whatever it is, we're not going to be whole. So, as your prophet, what I am demanding of you it gets your thumb out of your ear, and that's real kind here this afternoon. And come on in. You owe it to us. And I'm going to tell you, you know, we, we, have, we are beginning to have some success with the, the sheep, the goats, and the wolves things that I, thing that I've written a book and preached and taught for years. And some of you are hearing it more than you probably want to in the fellowships. But, you know, we're finally getting those of you that are sheep, and everybody has to be a sheep, are shutting down some of the goats and running some of the wolves off. We're getting somewhere, okay? Now, what we want to be able to do is for the sheep, saying nothing about the goats and the wolves over here. Like I said, the, 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 the wolves were going to run off. The, the goats... You know, we'll try to put a little, get a little wool and try to put with crazy glue and kind of wool them up a little bit. And, and maybe they'll look like sheep. I don't know. But we want the sheep to get to the point where you, because see, if you're a sheep, you love. If you're a sheep, you have compassion. If you're a sheep, you don't judge. Okay, So we want to be able in time, now not right now, we're not ready, in time for the sheep to be able to encourage the other intercessors that just aren't coming on. Okay? That's from time. That's what we're, in other words, we're going to put a demand... Not just this prophet up here jumping up and down, pointing fingers and doing all the things I do. No, no, no. When this thing really begins to work is when you, as the body, when you as the body begin to say, how, how's it going with the intercession? Well, how much are you praying a day? Well, you know, 15 minutes isn't enough. Maybe you ought to try to kick this thing up to an hour, an hour and a half. Just try that and see. Well, are you fasting? Like, you know, are, are you, are, one day a week? Well, prophet thinks three. Why, 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 why don't you move up and, 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 and not with, again, demanding or judging, but with a love that's in your heart. It, because I'm going to tell you something. People understand if you come in love or you come in judgment. Okay? You, you, don't, have to, you don't have to bless God, be supernatural, whatever. You can bless God to uh, be super all right just by receiving somebody in love. How many understands correction has to come? Amen. I'm hearing some amens. I didn't see no hands, and nobody jumped up and said, cast the devil out of me, prophet. No. Correction has to come. Okay, you know, we, we've, we've seen too many times, and when I taught on the whole thing that seemed like it was never going to end about the family, you know, one of the things I said, you know, one of the biggest culprits we've had is when mom and dad decided to be best friends with the kids. Kids don't need to be best friends. They need mom and dad. They need somebody to tell them, no, you're not going. You're staying home. 
you will go do this or you won't do that, and if you don't, guess what? Okay. So, I hope, I hope that you're grasping hold of here. We're going to have to get out of here. Oh, my goodness gracious. I hope you're grasping hold of and understanding, brothers and sisters. This can be done, and it's not going to be something that's going to have to rely totally upon you. You can have help if you want help. But let me tell you something. We can't help you unless you're willing to become 100% honest with us. You're going to have to become honest. Instead of that sheep coming to you and loving you, you need to understand who the sheep are. You need to understand that you should go to them. Okay? Actually, you need to go to your, your leader, your fellowship. You need to tell them. You're ha I'm having a really, really having trouble with this. They will intercede for you, and it will help. In turn, they're going to call Donna. And in turn, Donna's going to bring it to me. And Donna and I are going to intercede. And you know that I can move mountains. I can and I do all the time in Yeshua's name. So this thing will work. And it will work, brothers and sisters, it will work the smoothest that you've ever seen anything work. But now listen, what's the key? Get open. Don't be afraid to have to confess your faults. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it? Well, I want to look perfect in front of these people. I want them to know how spiritual I am. I already know how spiritual you aren't. So let's don't even go there, okay? But let's get honest with ourselves. If there's areas, and there are, there's areas in every life sitting in this room that need to be shored up. Then, bless God, let's go through this thing and let's do it right. Go to your leader. Your leader comes to us. If God shows me anything during my time of intercession, or Donna, we will get back through the leader. And you'll know, don't. Now, listen, don't be calling the office or sending me a book about hell. Don't do that. See, uh, is the camera on? Maybe we should put something in front of the cam camera. Uh, uh, Brother Mark's making me a. Uh, does everybody understand what the bird of paradise looks like? Okay, now that we got past that one, let's move on to the next one. Brother Mark is making me a bird of paradise, <laughs> and so I can put it on my computer thing, and when somebody sends me this stuff, I just hit the button and it sends back the bird of paradise. Now, if you should be fortunate enough to receive the bird of paradise from the prophet, you want to say, oh me and oh my, okay? No, I won't. No, no. Thought about it, but no, no. No, 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 no. No sense of me being in any more trouble than I get in with God anyway, okay? And that would get me in trouble. But, folks, it will work. I, I hope with what I do and the heaviness that it is and the lightness that I bring it to by this anointing, I hope that you can, you can somehow breathe in between it all because this is big-time stuff. I know few people that can, can absolutely do what I can do in the spirit realm. I can teach what I do. I'm teaching you. I can get you there, but I can't drag you. Oh, I can drag you there, but I can't make you do anything after you get there.
Okay? Well, maybe a cattle prod. Huh? How about one of those things, those stun guns? I've, I've, boy, I've been wanting one of them bad. I just walked down the aisle and said, you be pierced. I said, look, the Holy Ghost is on that sucker. You ever see those old Pentecostals, gals that go, go, guys that go to shaking, especially the gals when they kind of flop down on the floor? Huh? After they lose that beehive off their head. Well, if they had those, if they had those phones like we got now that, that you talking about YouTube, it'd be something. Well, praise God! I need to get, I need to get that on over here so I can finish up. Okay, th- th- this is good. Say, this is good. How do you know? I haven't said it yet. Okay, Luke twenty four forty nine. Wow, I love you, Lord. It says twenty four forty nine of Luke. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from where? On high. So what we're finding now and what we understand now is very simple. That, that we have been endued from that time forward with power from on high. It is ours, okay? It is ours. Now, uh, let's go to, if you will, if I can find it, okay, Matthew 9, 36. 9, 36 of Matthew. Hallelujah. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of harvest to send out labors into his harvest. And, of course, we have done that for numbers of centuries throughout the church. This is one thing the church has really done right, that we send the labors into the harvest. Okay? And uh, so to understand that. Now, uh, when you get uh, into, and if you will, we, we will do Matthew twelve twenty-eight and 29. Wow. 28 and 29 of Matthew 12. But if, you, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Then he will spoil his house. Now, you know, we have taught you to bind and to loose, and that's so important. You have to understand that what it really means is to imprison, to, to tie, to harness. It's used approximately 70 times in the Hebrew Old Testament. And it often indicated the tying up of, of horses and donkeys as, as being the Hebrew for that. So the key is to understand that you have to bind. Now, before I ever come to the Bema, each of these meetings that I'm here, I pray my sins. Well, how much sin can you get into from the in between each and me? I don't know. But I want to make certain for your sake. See, you deserve everything that God has for you this weekend. It is up to me and demanded by God from me to produce this anointing that will meet the need that you came here and you have. I will not sacrifice any part of that 
by going astray of what I have watched work for all these years. Before you come to this, this is holy. may not look holy, but it's holy. Before I come to this holy bema, I ask God, as I said before, to, to forgive me my sins and to wash them away through the blood in the name of His Holy Son, Yeshua. And then I bind up the powers of darkness that will come to steal, to kill, to destroy anybody in this room. Any, anything that would hinder you from receiving what you came here for and hinder you from receiving the word that's going to come forth by this anointing of this prophet in Yeshua's name. Now, folks, those things have to happen. That isn't something, well, he's been a prophet for 40 years. He can, no, no. I'm going to tell you something about this God that we serve. He's, a, you know, he's, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But the anointing changes. And, and in order to work the anointing, number one, you have to know how to work it. Number two, you better understand. You must bind up. You must bind up. So every time... Every time that you pray in the known tongue, you bind in the name of Yeshua. When you get done praying, just as I do every day, the, 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 how many times I pray for the family and for you, when I get done, I say, Satan, I bind you and the powers of darkness from everything that I have just spoken in the name of Yeshua. And what I bind on this earth is bound in heaven itself, so be bound in Yeshua's name. And it works. Now, if it works for the prophet, will it work for me? You bet you. It may take a little practice, but it'll work. And you need to use that. Binding has to happen. If you can't bind up spirits, and anybody can, the newest born-again Christian can walk in this door right now, walk up here, and bind Satan in Yeshua's name. I love it. He knows he has authority. And what's he trying to do? He's trying to now... Produce the power. Amen. Let's go to Matthew sixteen nineteen, and he goes over into this and, and says some things here that boy, I really I really like. And he says Matthew sixteen nineteen, and I, I and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So the fact of the matter is that this is Yeshua's teaching, okay? So he also talked about, taught the binding and the loosing. So every once in a while, I will loose the power of the Holy Ghost upon this congregation. Every once in a while, I will loose, like tonight. I, you might hear me say, I loose the power of the gifts of healing upon this soul in Yeshua's name. You have to learn to bind. You have to learn to loose. Loosening is the power structure. Okay? Binding is also the power structure. The authority is who you are. You, as a Christian filled with the Holy Ghost, wow, what we have says stand back and let's see what's going to happen. Now, John 14, 14, please. About done here. 14, 14. If, you, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
Well, there's a possibility God lied there. Huh? God don't lie? No, he doesn't. Well, then, uh, if you ask anything, everything you ever ask in the name of Yeshua, did he do it? No, not everything. Well, what happened? Wrong teaching, wrong believing. Let's go to 1623 of John. All right. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the, the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Wow. And here in Mark 16, 17, and 18 is, is some precious scripture that I use from the beginning. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Wow. That's power. It goes with the authority, all right? That goes with the... goes. With, hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 28, 18. 28, 18 of Matthew. And Yeshua came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Isn't that powerful? He is with us even to the end of the world. Wow. Wow. Whew. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I get excited. I get excited when this thing comes down. It's all there. We have it all. God never left anything out. He never left a thing out. We have it all. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.